tonight. The moon landing. Was it real or was it a hoax? Well, uh, of course we landed on the moon. What, what? So consider what it would take to actually hoax a landing on the moon. By the way, we went to the moon nine times. Okay, so we'd have to hoax not going to the moon nine times. Okay, Apollo 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Nine times we went to the moon. Two of them, they went around the moon and came back, didn't land. But we'd have to fake that. Do you realize what that would take? It would be so hard to fake a moon landing. It's easier to just go. The laws of physics enable it. Get over it. Abs and a six pack. Abs and a six pack. Hello, abs and a six pack. It's Abs and Six Pack, episode 139, joined today by Bart Sabrell, filmmaker and author of the new book, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. How you doing, Bart? Uh, you told me this was episode 137. I don't want to be on that late of an episode. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I think I already did 137. Maybe I'm wrong. No, this is 139. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. I, I haven't heard a whole lot about Neil deGrasse, degressing Tyson, but, uh, you know, his logic is so interesting because it's the exact opposite of the truth and it's the exact opposite of logical. If faking a, a science project or space travel was more difficult than actually doing it, that means the feature film The Martian would have been shot on location on Mars. Right, because that would have been easier. Yeah. Right, and they had they had much better special effects uh, than Apollo Eleven did. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? His his one argument trying to convince people that we went to the moon is the exact opposite of the truth. And all you have to do deductively to prove that the moon landings are fake is to realize that today, with NASA's best technology of the 21st century, five decades after the initial claim. NASA can only send astronauts one thousandth the distance to the moon. And yet they're claiming with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone on the very first attempt, they went a thousand times farther. So what that means is, is that NASA's technology was a thousand times greater five decades ago than it is today, which is the exact opposite of logic. So, you know, he needs to get over it that he needs to stop worshiping his God of going to the moon and face facts, that technology does not go backwards. That if they could go on the first attempt with 1960s technology, they would have been on Mars 10 years later, they'd be in another solar system by now, and there'd be bases all over the moon, of which there are none. You know, it's like saying when Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic in 1927, 50 years later, nobody's flying across the Atlantic. When in fact, 10 years later, Thousands of aircraft were flying across the Atlantic 100 times more electronically advanced than the one that he did. And the atomic bomb, when it blew up in 1945, 10 years later, it was 1,000 times more powerful. This is the first time in history a scientific milestone was not only not more advanced in the future, it's actually less in the past than it is today. That's like Toyota saying they made a car that could go 
50,000 miles on a gallon of gasoline in 1969, but darn, with five decades better technology, they can now only go 50 miles per gallon. So, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, uh, I went, to, I, let me add one little thing about this guy, seeing how you brought him up. I didn't bring him up. Neil degressing Tyson. I went to it. I went to a university. Perhaps it was one similar to where he went, and I goofed off the entire time. But because I had kind of a natural inkling towards science and math, when they had the first exam, I didn't study at all. But just you know, picking up stuff uh, from high school and junior high. Uh, I was the second highest grade in the class, and that was, I think it was a 65, so it was an F. But get this, because of the curve, my F became an A. I have a feeling he went to one of those schools. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a good chance he's... He talks out his ass a lot. Now, one thing that I, f I found hilarious, because this is probably, as far as the moon landing as a topic, I think this is probably the third episode we've done. Um, we uh, The last one we did, we, I was playing clips of Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye the Science Guy both talking, and their, their one point for debunking the fake moon landing hypothesis was it would be just impossible to generate that much fake paperwork there'd be there's blueprints of this stuff and it's like yeah you, like nobody can just because it's on paper means it's true i guess it's like the the, the logic that's like there's no way you can just print fake documents in saying that that's like their number one proof yeah that's kind of weird because they actually destroyed all the original documents right. they, they, they they destroyed the blueprints on how to do it again nasa astronaut don potato admitted that yeah i know it's interesting because the 740 not 747 the b-52 bomber uh, is more than 70 years old, and there's 200 of them still in service because nothing works better. The moon landing hardware and development cost an equivalent in today's dollars of $200 billion, one-fifth of a trillion. So imagine Bill Gates spending $200 billion to build the first computer. It worked fabulous the very first time he switched it on, and when he was done, he took the hardware, the schematics, the blueprints, and threw it into a furnace and said, nice job. They <laughs> yeah. should they should have done that probably with the atomic bomb, but they didn't. They relished the technology, and 10 years later, an atomic bomb was 1,000 times more powerful. And an airplane, 10 years after Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic, was 100 times more capable. So to say that today we can only send astronauts 1,000th that this is to the moon is saying that 50 year older technology is 1000 times more powerful than five decade newer technology. And that's the exact opposite of logic, which is his, his one and only argument is it'd be more difficult to fake it than to go. Give me a break. The exact opposite is true. Right. And like I said, like I said, the, the film, the Martian, if it were if it were more difficult to fake it, then they would have flown to Mars and filmed it there, uh, you know. So it just and then 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 when they were allegedly landing on the moon, there's no live pictures. If you look at the actual broadcast, they were showing a kind of Atari grade animation of an alleged lander landing on the moon, and it said simulation underneath. Now, 
if I were going to the moon and I was really going to the moon, I would mount a live television camera on the side of that rocket and have it on the air the entire trip to the moon. You can watch it at two in the morning, one in the morning, five in the afternoon, mm -hmm. and see the moon get closer and closer and closer. And I would leave that thing on during the entire descent to the moon, which they never did. And, you know, once you rob a bank and get away with it, it's actually easier to rob a bank seven more times. Exactly. So to say that some that somehow because you got away, you know, with the crime that it's, you know, more difficult to get away with it again, it's actually easier. Once people accepted in their minds that men were on the moon, it was actually easier to fake it because the last alleged mission to the moon, Apollo 17 has more photographic anomalies indicating it was shot in a television studio than any of the others. And yet people had already accepted it. So and then when people, you know, are are uh, allegedly watching them go to the moon the second time, right, like six months later, they telephone the networks and complain that reruns of I Love Lucy are being interrupted. Please stop this. We've seen it. I mean, just <laughs> imagine this, the same thing now, Chris. Let's just say right now they're putting a flag on the South Pole for the very first time. We would stop. And we would have our separate monitor over here, and we would watch it. Hey, they did it. Okay, let's say they're doing it the second time six months from now when we're doing an interview. Are we watching it? No, I don't think so. And then the South Pole here on Earth killed, like, the first six crews going trying to, trying to plant a flag at a place on Earth. It killed mm -hmm. the first six times they tried. And when the 747 was built, which is 10 years after Apollo, which is after millions of aircraft have already been built, they could not lift it off the ground. The fuselage was finished before the engines. They went through 168 engine attempts to get that off the ground. And yet, the most complicated flying mission of all time worked the first attempt. And it's a flying machine in the entire history of aviation has never worked on the first attempt, not a single time. Not the Wright Brothers plane, motorized kite, not the 747. So how could, if the entire history of aviation, of a, a design, had never got off the ground the first time, how can the most, most intricate and complicated one ever built get off the ground the first time when a 747, just to go five miles up, went through 168 engine attempts to get off the ground. And then Elon Musk in the 21st century, just a few years ago, with computers that were 1 million times more powerful than what they had during the alleged Apollo missions, it took him six attempts to land a rocket vertically in the controlled environment on Earth. So wait a minute, with 1 million times better computers than in 1969, it takes six attempts to land a rocket vertically, the first five blew up trying. Yeah. So how could they, how could they land a rocket vertically every single time they tried, especially the first attempt, especially with one millionth of computing power, especially in the foreign environment of the moon, which had never been tested before? Yeah, I mean it was all guesswork. What the gravity would even be there? Uh, now, yeah, I mean, I want to jump back real quick to something you said a little while ago about, um, like if we had been to the moon, there'd be bases up there. How do we know that there's not a base on the dark side of the moon? Because with the geosynchronistic orbit, it rotates opposite us, and while it rotates around the Earth, so from Earth, no matter where you're at, you can never see the dark side of the moon. So there well, it's not really the dark side; it's really the far side. Far Both side. have e equal light and shadow, uh, you know, in the same amount. Basically, 
the UFO community has a lot of smart people in it, uh, a lot of uh, high IQ intellectuals, and they can look at these pictures and easily discern that they were shot with electrical light. I mean, if you, it only takes one photograph, one from Apollo 17 that I show and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon where an astronaut shadow is at 12 o'clock and a rock about five feet away is at nine o'clock. Sunlight is always parallel. They never intersect. And yet, they inter are intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart in a picture NASA claims was lit by sunlight, and it's impossible. I mean, you only need that one picture, not to mention the deduction that I just told you that technology can't be a thousand times more advanced 50 years ago than it is today. And so the intellectual UFO community saw this. They said, okay, the mission, the, the photography is fake, but because they had that Star Trek programming in their hearts they want to believe in the league of planets or whatever nasa says okay i'm going to leak something out here which is all made up also we're really secretly communing with aliens on the other side of the moon with secret space crews you see nasa <laughs> doesn't care why you believe they can go to the moon as long as you do if it takes a little green men to get you to believe i mean it's amazing they they admit that the pictures are fake but somehow they win anyway it's not that complicated it's really simple the pictures are fake because they couldn't go. Otherwise, we'd be seeing real pictures. It's like when I uncovered this classified footage of them pretending to be halfway to the moon with a one-foot model of the Earth dated two days into the flight with the CIA on a third track of audio telling them how to fake it. You know, some even my greatest critic admits that that is fake footage of them faking being halfway to the moon. And, mm -hmm. and then they say, but they still went. They're just rehearsing. I say, okay. If every ounce cost a million dollars, right, to launch into space, and every minute cost a million dollars, I don't think you'd be bringing this extra equipment to create a one-foot model of the Earth. If you were rehearsing the scene, you would just rehearse with the real Earth out the window. Why would you be making this fake Earth? You know, so it's amazing. There's so much of it. Even the critics admit that the photography is fake for part of the mission, which would never happen because there were people in 1969, there were preachers in church saying, don't believe it, they're going to fake us out before they even went. Before they even went, 10% of the people said it's going to be fake. So the last thing they would do is fake any of it for fear that they would be accused of that if they really went. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, I've never heard that that point before. That's that is a good point. Um, now, I guess you kind of are were at the tip of the spear. I mean, there were people that came before you, of course, because what you said you were four years old when they went. Yeah, mm -hmm. four years old to sleep yeah. in bed. But but uh, it, you kind of like the I don't know what the right word would be uh, the tip of the spear, or like the the Godfather, or at least bringing back the the moon landing conspiracy in a lot of ways, kind of like how Alex Jones is the 9-11 guy. You're like the moon guy in a certain way. Yeah, um, and it's sad, sad that I've never been on a show. I've been on Coast to Coast three times, and yet he's never had me on his program, and dozens of people have asked. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you is, did, why, why do you think Alex is all in on the moon landing being real? Because he's like very adamant that the moon landing was real. Well, it's strange. I would say if people want to believe other things that he says, he's got to come clean about that. Mm. Uh, because that, because in my opinion, even though the moon landing fraud killed fewer people than 9-11, the Gulf of Tonkin, and even the Kennedy witnesses, probably more people were killed 
who eyewitnessed Kennedy being killed, you know, from another shot mm-hmm. behind the fence or whatever, then died because of the moon landing. And yet, it would be the most embarrassing if the truth came out because people waved their flags. They prayed for them. Tears came to their eyes. They held ticker tape parades for these guys. They gave them medals of honor for lying. Mm-hmm. And even though it's the government fraud that killed the fewest people, it would be the most heartbreaking and therefore bring about change in the government or rebellion or whatever uh, it's like that it would be the finger out of the dike of the weak wall. And that makes me wonder why is he not willing to talk about something that would really bring the government down if the truth came out. Now, he says he had an uncle who worked at NASA and, you know, therefore his uncle thought it was real, therefore it's real. But that's like saying I had an uncle who sold popcorn at the Super Bowl in the stands and he knows the game wasn't rigged. How does he know? You know, that's like saying a bank teller and the CEO of the bank know whether there's embezzling going on in the company. It's completely different. You know, yeah. that, that's the, that's, that's the second excuse they say. Well, there were hundreds of thousands of people involved. You couldn't keep a secret from that many people. Therefore, it's like, you ever heard of compartmentalization? Real. Yeah, of course. Uh, the atomic bomb involved the, during World War II, the, the super secret construction of it involved 145,000 people, just like that many were involved in making you know, the Apollo parts, various screws, bolts, doors, whatever. But only eight people knew what they were making. Do you really think the CIA is so stupid to tell the person making the glove or the door or the boot, hey, we're really not going to the moon, don't tell anybody. I mean, come on. So to say that because, you know, they had 100,000 employees building the bolts and the screws in the factory, that somehow that means it was real. There's only three eyewitnesses going up to who knows where, and they destroyed the tapes, the telemetry data of where they really were. And they admit that they did it. And they killed what would have been the first three guys on the moon, Gus Grisham and his two compatriots. And that's not an opinion. That's according to the dead man's wife and the dead man's son, who's a 747 pilot. They are 100% convinced that the crew that would have been the first crew to walk on the moon was killed by the CIA because he, Gus Grissom, told his wife the day before he died, for some strange reason, for the first time in the history of NASA, the CIA is all over the launch pad, and the very next day the guy dies in an accident. And and it was because he was an outspoken critic of the program. He said they were 10 years away from going to the moon, not to. He held an impromptu press conference without permission a few days before he died, where he invited in the media to take a picture of a lemon, which he affixed to the top of the rocket, calling the thing a piece of junk. Yep. And moments moments before he burned alive, they could not even hear each other on a wired intercom between two buildings. And one of his last words were, hey, guys, how are we going to get to the moon when we can't even talk between two buildings? And they said, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. That's a yeah, that's a crazy that whole thing is a crazy story and it's I mean truth is stranger than fiction. That was before Capricorn 1 came out like <laughs> Yeah, the the main thing to see here Chris is it's not a theory that they didn't go to the moon. It's a fact. I was producing this film which took 7 years. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon followed by Astronauts Gone Wild, which cost a million dollars to produce. We were financed by a board member of an aerospace company who builds rocks from NASA who knows that it's fake and thought it was his patriotic duty to invest in the film. 
And I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. I said, you know, the shadows are weird and the, and the administrator resigned days before the first mission and they killed the crew that would have been the first crew because he was criticizing the program. And, but I like, you know, tried to give them the benefit of the doubt as long as possible. Then I pop in the tape of them faking something right in front of your eyes with the CIA telling them how to do it on a third track of audio. It says, don't show to the public at the beginning of the reel. It's an unedited hour of a special effects shot of a one-foot model of the Earth allegedly floating in space. When the lights come up, the tape's still rolling. You see it's a model. They're absolutely faking being halfway to the moon two days into the flight, which means they didn't go. They can't leave Earth orbit. And what a surprise, 50 years later, they still cannot leave Earth orbit. And then you have Kelly Smith from NASA during the Orion Project, they sent up a probe in 2014 into this radiation belt. And just like Building 3, most people don't know that above the Earth, starting at 1,000 miles up and extending about 30,000 miles, is a huge field of intense radiation. Every manned space mission from Skylab, Soyuz, Gemini, Mercury, the space shuttle, all that's well below the radiation except going to the moon. You'd have to go through it. And so the guy from, you know, sent, they send up a probe in 2014 with two Geiger counters into the radiation. The guy from NASA in his 20s says, uh, you know, it's a dangerous radiation and the technology to, for a human to survive going through it has yet to be invented. Yeah. So There's how did they go through it? How did they go through it to the moon and back? So I call him up. And I say, hey, you know, uh, I'm a journalist. Uh, can I talk to this guy? They say, no, he, we don't allow him to talk anymore. And <laughs> I said, well, you know, uh, these are publicly funded, non-military, you know, scientific experiments. Can I please have the Geiger counter reading? So they said, that's a classified secret. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When, I, when you send a probe to find out the temperature of the sun, is the temperature of the sun classified? When you send a probe to Jupiter to see how much hydrogen is in the atmosphere, is the amount of hydrogen in Jupiter classified. So why would, why in the world would an element of nature, just how much radiation surrounds the Earth, why would that be classified? Except if revealing it would prove they never went to the moon, which is exactly why it's classified. Yeah, there's, man, there's, there's so many jump off points there that I could go with. But you did bring up uh, Astronauts Gone Wild, which I've seen a couple, a handful, of, more than a handful of times. Do you, and I, I wanted to ask you, do you think the reason that so many of them were defensive, even to a point of violence, like Buzz and a couple other guys, is partially because, like, not just, not necessarily just because they're assholes, but partly because they know if they say anything or admit that you're right to them, that they and their family could be in danger? Well, first of all, you can, you know, my book that just came out called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Your listeners can get it Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L dot com. It's interactive. There are 15 video links showing NASA saying they destroy the technology, showing Kelly Smith say the technology to go through the radiation to reach the moon has yet to be invented. And we show Astronauts Gone Wild, where we accidentally left a microphone on one of these astronauts. After I showed him the fake footage, he turns beet red, threatens to shoot me. And in the commotion, we leave a high-quality wireless microphone on him with the door closed, and my cameraman in the commotion leaves it recording in the car, in the guy's driveway. And we go back later, the 
secretary of the film transcribes it a couple of months later, and we hear them clearly talking about calling the CIA to have me assassinated. Now, if they really went to the moon, and I'm some silly person who thinks they shot it in a TV studio, I mean, why would you have to call the CIA for something so stupid? Unless I'm a journalist actually uncovering it. And the same is true with Buzz and the Punch. Basically, if, if I walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise, I would find that hysterically funny. And if someone wanted me to swear on the Bible, I'm like, sure, do you want me to swear on two? You feeling okay? You need a drink? You okay? Mm -hmm. But what it, what his reaction was, is like walking up to him in front of his wife and saying, your mistress, she says hello. Oh, I exposed him in front of his wife. He would get furious. Right. So that's that's the genuine reaction. And, and the, before the punch, we actually set down Buzz Aldrin, had two cameras, and a monitor, I, I showed him the fake footage, which he filmed himself. And he started losing losing control. He said, oh, and this makes you a real famous person for having discovered this. Well, if it's, you know, not proving that they didn't go to the moon, how can I be famous if it's nothing? And then he says, you need to talk to the administrator of NASA. We're just passengers. Well, I thought they piloted the craft down to the surface rather than orbiting the Earth for eight days, which is what they really did. And then when he realized he made two admissions, that he was only a passenger, not a pilot, and that this made me famous for discovering it, which would be not famous if it, they really went, he said, well, if you show my remarks to anybody making these two admissions, I'll sue you. And I'm like, please, let's go to court. I'll show the fake footage. We'll get a declaratory judgment proving that part of the mission was falsified. Now, explain that to the world. Why would NASA fake part of the mission, which we can prove in court, if they really went to the moon? Because my greatest critic agrees that they faked part of the mission photography. You see that? And which, which any jury would decide, well, they wouldn't fake any of it if they really went, especially when people were already thinking that in advance. They would never take that chance. And then we, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, some guy watches my film. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. He's a museum creator. A curate. How do you say that? Curator? In, curator. In like, curator in Amsterdam. And uh, he has this, you know, hermetically sealed rock that claimed Neil Armstrong allegedly personally picked this rock up <laughs> off the moon surface, personally put it in his pocket, personally saved it for the prime minister of Holland. Gives it to him. They put it in glass. It's never been opened. He watches my film about the moon landings being fake. Goes, hmm, let me open this thing up. He opens it up, puts it under a microscope. It's petrified wood. Now, yeah. <laughs> unless there are unless there are trees growing on the moon, they selected petrified wood to look kind of out of this world, you know. And it and it yep. makes the news. It actually makes a little bit of the news, you know, uh, online it, news curiosity. A moon rock was proven to be fake. Well, then what about the moon missions? There was an elderly lady, almost 80 years old, who had a paperweight with a speck of moon dust in it the size of an eye of a needle, and she was surrounded by the FBI when, when she wanted to sell it to raise money to pay her rent because somebody might open it, put it under a microscope, and prove that it's fake. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um... I'm trying. I want to say there was more. Wasn't there more than just that one moon rock too that turned out to be fake? I feel like it's a handful of them. I might. Yeah, be there's all all sorts of odd things about it. Um, you know, there's so much more proof that the moon landings were fake than that they were real. All we have 
is a TV picture completely controlled by the government with no independent press coverage whatsoever. I had one person say, oh, you deny the Holocaust. Not at all. Millions of people were killed right here on earth in front of millions of eyewitnesses. But what we have is a TV picture coming from the corrupt Nixon administration that we you know, have to take their word at it that it's coming from the moon when they never even show live pictures of the landing. And then when they show this black and white fuzzy image, it could have been shot in someone's backyard at night with a spotlight and looked identical. I mean, come on, Neil deGrasse, you know, it was easy, easy, easy to fake it. I mean, it looked terrible. And then the, the reporters who thought, you know, the moon missions were real said, well, give us a live feed. Because what they did is they took that image they projected it about four feet by three feet. No, it's more than that. It was eight feet by six feet on a wall at NASA. Then they had a TV with, with the projection quality of 1969. They had the 1969 cameras film that. They had that go to a monitor, and then they had people film the monitor. Figure that one. Yeah. Why were they deliberately degrading the quality of the image if they didn't want people to see the, the quality of it. They had a color TV camera in the spacecraft with the tuna sandwich floating by, but they only brought a low-resolution black and white one to the surface when Gilgan's Island just swapped the color. Okay, yeah. so I don't know why <laughs> Gilligan's Island is in color when all the money in the world, $200 billion, can't bring a high-resolution color camera to the moon when they could have, but they weren't there. They didn't want to show it. So when Ron Howard is supporting this you know, 35th anniversary documentary or something about it. Isn't the moon landing great? I think it was maybe the 30th anniversary. They want to project the moon images on IMAX, which is something like 100 feet by 140 feet or something wide. And so he says, or his producers say, hey, you know, let's transfer all this stuff to HD. They say, uh, give us a couple of days, we'll get back with you. And when they get back with him, he says, I'm sorry, we lost it all in those three days. We lost... <laughs> One to two tons of original videotapes. And just in case they're found, we disassembled the only equipment on Earth that will ever play it back and, and threw away all the parts so that no one will ever be able to see the originals. Now, the Declaration of Independence, it's like 245 years or so year old. They have a copy of that in the same building. So why something, you know, newer than that, they somehow can't keep up with two tons of it? You, you know, it's the exact opposite. Basically, the fact that they destroyed the hardware, the schematics, the blueprints, the telemetry data where the rocket really was, and the original videotapes is actually proof of the fraud. Because if you really went after a $200 billion investment, you would never destroy all that stuff. But if you committed a fraud, that's exactly what you would do. So the fact that they destroyed everything afterwards is actually proof of the fraud itself. And it, it kind of indicates that some of that stuff might not have existed in the first place. <laughs> Like blueprints, well, yeah. uh, telemetry data, all that stuff. Now, um, yeah, Bill, Bill Bill, Casing said what what he just couldn't fathom. As soon as one department, let's say the department that made the, the glove of the spacesuit, as soon as they figured out how to make that thing work, they broke up the group and brought in new people to do it all over again. And they did that in every single department. It's the exact opposite of what you would do if you want a proficiency and safety going to the moon. And that's so no one would see the full picture that none of this equipment is going to work. The guy making the door handle assumed the glove would work. The guy making the glove assumed the door handle would work. You see? Mm -hmm. And so that's why they got rid of all the diagrams and the hardware, because somebody in the future, through math, 
and electrical analysis could prove it could never leave Earth orbit, much less sit on the moon for three days powering air conditioning with a bunch of car batteries. We found documentation from Von Braun who said, look, and he used these words, the numbers speak for themselves, meaning it's a mathematical irrefutable conclusion of the following. In order to reach the moon nonstop with a single rocket, it needs to weigh 800,000 tons because of all the fuel it needs to carry, which is, I would assume, about 80% of the weight. And two days later, after Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon in this decade without consulting the scientists, he, he recants on his math by 30,000% and says, now it's only going to take a single rocket of 2,500 tons instead of 800,000 yeah. tons. I've always wondered if part of the reason Kennedy got taken out is because he wouldn't have been willing to fake it. Probably not, because there are documents of the CIA proposing, you know, killing. I mean, these are actual CIA documents of a, a plan to kill U.S. citizens and to blame it on Cuba. They're, they're, they're willing to kill right? their own. They're willing to kill their own people. And Kennedy says, no, we're not going to do that. OK, so there's these documents that prove that the CIA proposed killing numerous tens, hundreds of Americans for some political reason and blaming somebody else and we wondered whether or not they did the same thing on 9-11 which they did they did the mm -hmm. exact same thing i mean you, you the, know? what you're talking about northwoods that was they even mentioned using drone unmanned jetliners to crash into stuff and that was in the 60s in operation northwoods so yeah that totally tracks with 9-11 oh uh, yeah the cia director said one of the greatest disguises of all time is a self-inflicted wound you know, which is yep. what they did when they killed Kennedy and what they did on 9-11, what they did in the Gulf of Tonkin. The, John McNamara works for the Defense Department. He finally admitted in his memoirs or in a public speaking, they just made that up. Okay, so the U.S. is not interested in entering the Vietnam War. So what they did was, is they claimed a North Vietnamese ship attacked an American ship and then got everybody mad and so now we'll go to war. He admitted, we made that up, it never happened. You see that? And yet mm -hmm. no one does anything about it. They admit uh, an employee of the NSA worked there for 30 years, said that these you know, CIA, NSA are spying on presidents, phone calls, Supreme Court justices' phone calls in order to blackmail them by getting skeletons in the closet of their mistresses or something. It's a national fact set on national news. It's not a single congressional investigation. And yet the FBI goes after the guy who leaks the fact that they're cheating Bernie Sanders out of votes for Hillary Clinton. They didn't investigate that, which should be a felony. I mean, that's one step toward the presidency. Now, they claim they can do what they want because the Democratic Party and the Republican are private clubs. So if they want to count one vote as 100 for Hillary and one vote as 0.10 votes, you know, 1% votes for, for Sanders, they have that right. But they really don't. Because that's a step toward the presidency, and that's fraudulent vote counting. In any case, rather than the FBI going after a felony, admitted felony, they go after the person who leaked the felony. Can you yeah. believe that? <laughs> and then if you type in... <laughs> I can't type believe in, it, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. You type in William Benny site, you can't even get to it. It's blocked, you know? Yeah, he's so. um, he, he was like the original Snowden in a lot of ways, and I think uh, he, he Bill Benny needs a lot more credit than he... Yes. Yeah, he, he discovered, I think, more dangerous things than Snowden did. Snowden only discovered one or two homicides they were trying to cover up. Uh, William Benny was there much longer, 30 years, and he was in upper management, higher in seniority than Snowden, just a you know, computer operator. 
that said, this is a pattern. This is the this is standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we we spy on Supreme Court justices all the time. Been doing it for decades. Can you imagine that? I mean, no one questions when, when people who hate Trump, and I'm staying neutral on on that point. But the point is, people who hate Trump uh, never question that he's having a private, confidential conversation with another world leader. I don't remember if it was France or Germany or whoever. And the transcript of that is leaked to the press. First of all, if it's a private conversation, there shouldn't even be a transcript. Who would have a transcript? The CIA, of course. And who would be able to leak it? The CIA. Oh, that was, so, uh, so, I guess that brings us into current events because I think that was Trump's call with Ukraine. Right? Yeah, so, so how could, why is it that the media never questions that the private conversation of the President of the United States which should be uh, supremely confidential unless he's being corrupt, that somehow a transcript of that is leaked to the press. And rather than them criticizing the leak, which is illegal and a felony and treasonous, they they criticize what was in the phone call. You know, just like they criticize the guy who leaked that they're rigging the election against Sanders rather than it should be a felony that they're rigging the election against Sanders. Time and time again... He got twice as many votes as Clinton, but he got fewer delegates. Yep. How is that even possible? You know? And so if you think it's red versus blue, conservative versus liberal, don't be deceived because they did the same thing to Ron Paul and the other corrupt political party. So that proves they're both corrupt. If you're a Christian, the Bible says don't get involved in civilian affairs. You know what I mean? There, there's more to life than that, especially when it's going to end soon for everybody and where they end up after that. Of supreme importance yeah they they completely uh they can com- just completely screwed over ron paul i do want to get into um I, I won't not yet but near the end i i want to ask you about like book revelations into times but i don't want to jump there quite yet uh because i had a couple more questions about space and we were talking you were talking about the are you, uh, are you talking about that area between neil degrasson's ears <laughs> hey it's my room shot um, so, uh, we were talking about, uh, just to backtrack again, the, the way they filmed it, projected it on the screen, filmed it with low res cameras and broadcast that out. I, one of my things I've always brought up to people about the moon landing, it's like, how did they, uh, stream from 240,000 miles away live back to earth video, you know, way before it was like, it's not like the Wi-Fi was that good in the sixties. <laughs> it's like, how, how did that happen? And the response by a lot of smart people to me has been, well, no, it wasn't live. They, they played it once they got back to earth or close enough back to earth. And I had to look it up. I'm like, no, it was allegedly streamed live. Yeah. I mean, the tape that we uncovered of multiple outtakes of fake photography, they admit because they thought the conversations would be edited out, which they were, we got the unedited reel. They forgot to destroy and they talk about it being for playback later, all the while in the recording, they claim that it's live. So, and then there, there's like a, a, a fake radio delay, and that's what kind of gave it away. Basically, these guys are orbiting the Earth at about where the space station is, 250 miles above the Earth. So when NASA says hello, they could say, how are you doing? They could say, oh, we're doing fine immediately. But that would give away that they're close to the Earth. So mm. what we have is a is a recording of NASA saying, "Hey, the you know the TV picture looks great." The CIA counting off one, two, three, four, 
talk. And then he starts speaking. So basically, we have the CIA reminding him through an earpiece, which we have a recording of, not to answer the question immediately. We'll count off four seconds for you. After we say talk, then you can, because you're supposed to be halfway to the moon, not in Earth orbit. Right. And the, um, what was the other question? Oh, the other thing I was going to ask was about the um, humans can't get past right now. What was it? You said 250 miles, wherever the space station is. Yeah, I mean, they've been up, I think the record, the the non-Apollo record, uh, I remember Space Shuttle, and I think it was around 20, or 1998 or 96, the Space Shuttle went to its highest altitude, it was 385 miles, which is uh, more than 600 miles below the radiation, okay? And when they closed their eyes, they could see the radiation as sparks of light hitting the retinas of their closed eyes, so you can imagine... If you're in a city, that there's a nuclear reactor 600 miles away that is so severe that if you closed your eyes, you could see radiation from it 600 miles away. That's that's how dangerous this radiation is, and that's why they won't release the Geiger counter readings. You see, right? And if they ever ever do release them, they'll of course be fake, just like the you know the telemetry data and the photographs and everything. So it's amazing. People say, I know they. You know, we're on the moon because I saw it on TV. And some people say, I was there because I saw it on TV. Wow. You know, it's amazing. That's why they call it programming, right? Right. And when when TV first came out, just like before they went to the moon, there were 10% of the population who said they're going to fake it. When TV first came out, they said, this is dangerous. It's the boob tube, the idiot box. They are going to try to hypnotize you. And one of the clips in Moon Man, which you can get at Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L dot com, will send shivers through your spine. And you can even see these clips without buying the book. Just go to Sibrel dot com, click on the top left, it says Moon Man video links. There's one where somebody transferred a 16 millimeter black and white sign-off message from a television station. For those of us who, you know, are maybe older than 40... Back in the day, t- local TV stations would stop broadcasting about 1 a.m. after the late, late show. Then it would, there would be dead air from about 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. when the morning show started. And during that time, it would either be just snow or they'd have color bars up or something. And right before they went off every single night for year after year after year, they would play like the national anthem. And because it was TV and not radio, they would show pictures of like, the Statue of Liberty, the Lincoln Memorial, you know, things like that. So there's one where you see the Star Spangled Banner lyrics underneath so that you can, like, sing along, right? So it's playing the National Anthem. It's showing pictures of, like, the Washington Monument, Mount Rushmore, and they actually have the words going across. Now, when the words change, they kind of ripple like a wave or like a Venetian blind. It's a little special effect you know, to, to transition. It doesn't just cut from one version of the letters to another. It kind of ripples through. A guy transferred it to video, slowed it down, and there are 100% undeniable subliminal messages in it. And here are some of what it says. Obey, submit to the government. The government is your God. Consume, consume, obey, submit, government, God, submit, obey, consume. Wow, that's, that's straight lit. out of They Live when Rowdy Rodney Piper I, puts on the sunglasses. 
I know, and I have goosebumps just saying it. That's I have yeah, that's goosebumps horrifying. Just saying it because it's true. I mean, it, it would be like finding out that you know the you took your day you you almost took your child to a daycare center, and you find out later in the news it's full of pedophilias everywhere. And when I when I see that tape. It's almost like I'm dreaming. They really did this, and they did it for decades. Mm-hmm. They had a subliminal message going across saying, obey, consume, government is your God. It just the, boggles the mind. And they're doing, so, I'm sure that that stuff has only become more sophisticated. And, of course, as Alex Jones says, like, they designed the flicker rates in the phones and the TV screens to put you in a suggestible state. I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, why that? Why that couldn't be the case. Um, I saw, I'm, I'm a filmmaker and, uh, I, so my job is to make fake scenes look real. That's how I first noticed that the moon landings were fake because the photography shadows don't intersect in sunlight. That's an electrical light. I can even tell you what kind of electrical light it is. It's bouncing through a white reflective umbrella because that's the kind I use. I know what it looks like. And so these, you know, subliminal things have been probably going on for a while. Remember the 3D posters you could see? Well, I remember seeing, uh, I think it was Superman 2. And there's a scene in Superman 2, and I don't know what year that is, probably like 85 or something. And where Superman is flying through the air in Paris in the day and flying up the center of the Eiffel Tower. Now, I watch it as a special effect, and I'm like, I don't know how they did that because it really looked like he flew up there. And I come to find out they had a life-size Superman on a cable that flew through the park up the Eiffel Tower. And they did it like stop-motion animation because I was right. He really was, or something physical that was Superman, like a wax dummy, was. Just like my brain knew. That looked like he really was, and he was. And so, about maybe 15 years ago, there were a couple of commercials came out where a handheld camera's bouncing through someone's backyard. It's either about cooking hot dogs or something. And a neighbor, you know, puts his head over the fence, and he's like hit by a bolt of lightning, and he vanishes. And I'm like, I don't know how they did that, because that looked real. And then, a couple of months later, just like when morphine was, was discovered, you saw all these commercials with morphine. You know, one, changing one person's face to another face. After oh, I, saw I thought that, you were saying morphine like the drug. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, no, morphine. not morphine. Yeah, like, I got you. Like, got you. like having, having <laughs> someone's face dissolve to another. It was a big deal you. when it came out. Yeah, I remember so, yeah, ba- yeah. But, so but that's what deep fake technology originated as, you know, morphine of a face. So basically, mm-hmm. you saw multiple TV commercials using the same effect, and then it stopped. I think because it was too realistic. And they wanted to save that gem for something else. I've known at least one occasion in which uh, Obama was allegedly walking down, you know, the halls of the White House to the podium where that was green screen. Definitely. He was not in the White House. He was somewhere else. Oh, I think they did that with Trump and Biden, too. I've seen some weird stuff with with all like once in a while, like body doubles or green screen, weird stuff going on. It's hard to pinpoint. But yeah. And, you know, the, the last days you mentioned that. It says people will be deceived by an image. You see? The image uh, of the Antichrist. And one thing, again, I'm not taking sides. Uh, there was there was a comparison of two different uh, events of virtually the same thing, but one Republican, one Democrat. When Trump accepted the nomination for this last election, he was outside. 
He was walking a, a fair amount of distance. He walked upstairs, and there were at least 150, 200 people around, even though it was the you know a current event going on. And then when Biden accepted his nomination, he walked five feet from the podium in a room that had nobody except him and his wife, the vice president and her husband, and nobody else. And I'm a filmmaker, and it's like, and as soon as he walked to the podium, there was an edit, which means you can cover something up. Mm -hmm. you, can cut, you can cut from him really walking to the podium to a deep fake of him. And I sent it to a deep fake expert. He says 100% that was a deep fake, which means President Biden could have died six months ago. Yeah, and, and, and everything we're seeing from Putin the last couple of weeks could be a deep fake of Putin run by U.S. intelligence. Who knows what's going on? Who knows? And so strange things are going on. And if they can do that with today's technology, and if all they had was a black and white image, no live pictures of the landing, and something that could have been shot in someone's backyard at night with one spotlight, and that convinced people that, that they were on the moon when they were not, I do think... Uh, it's easier to fake it than to actually do it, especially when they can't do it today. And especially as Moon Man reveals, we have an eyewitness who was there when they filmed the thing. He, he stood beside President Johnson at a military base, the name of which you have to get the book to find out. And we reveal the code name. And he gave us a list of 15 people who were there at the time. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, read Von that. Braun, my my Von copy Braun should was, be in the mail. Very excited. Yeah. Von Braun was there. Uh, Neil Armstrong was there. Michael Collins was there. I'm sorry. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin was there. Michael Collins was not there because they didn't want the seed of what the image looked like on the alleged surface of the moon in his mind because he wasn't supposed to be there. You follow that? So they oh, deliberately, right. they deliberately didn't want that imprinting in his brain. And even, even still during the first press conference, he covered for them. They were asked, do you remember seeing any stars? And they looked at each other like, well, what do we say? They even <laughs> had two, they even had two teleprompters hidden in the desk. The people, only people on earth who ever walked on the moon, they need to be prompted to be told what it was like when they alone should know. Why do they have teleprompters, right? right. And then Michael Collins says, well, I don't remember seeing any stars, but he wasn't there. He was trying to help out here. So in the written transcript, because people didn't have the video like YouTube, they attributed, I don't remember seeing any, to Buzz Aldrin, when in fact it was Michael Collins. So lightning struck twice in the same place. First, you know, he, he misspoke. He wasn't there, whether you could see stars from the surface of the moon. And that's exactly where they had a type, quote, typographical error on the transcript because they said, Buzz Aldrin said, I don't remember seeing any, when in fact it was Michael Collins who wasn't there and shouldn't remember at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive how well they pulled it off, but it's also amazing how sloppy they got certain parts of the whole fakery. Now, it, in the very opening clip, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, we went to the moon nine times or whatever, and or two of the missions, we only went around the moon. And uh, we were wondering, like, I think it was you that said, like, why would you have to go back... Um, if you faked it, what, or like I, I, I can't remember exactly what you phrased, but my question is: what? the the nine the nine? Do you think like the next eight missions were just basically a money laundering scheme, or just basically something so NASA could keep getting their funding while they do this cheap fake stuff, and that way they can use the NASA funding, the taxpayer money for black budgets, dark dark budgets, uh, stuff like that? 
Well, that's it, exactly. Because they claimed in today's dollars, a moon rover, which had fewer parts than a Jeep, probably 10% of the parts of a Jeep, somehow cost $100 million each, right? Remember, it was reported that ice cube trays sold sold by uh, Chinese Halliburton cost $40 each when they're 50 cents at Walmart, you know? So, yeah, the more missions they went, the more they got to reallocate funds. That was during the Vietnam War. Congress said, you are not allowed, you're not allowed to spend a dollar of what we appropriate for the Vietnam War to send one troop, one bullet, one boot into Cambodia or Laos, forbidden. So where'd they get that money from? They got it from the fake moon landings. I mean, they're only orbiting the Earth, which they had already done dozens of times before. So if you're not really building a real rocket that needs to really go to the moon, you have all that money left over. And that's that's what they're doing. And that that's an interesting thing also because... You have to ask, we know that the moon's missions were faked, so did Congress and the Senate vote to fake the moon missions? Well, of course not. They didn't vote. They weren't asked. What that means is the people who run our country are not Congress and the Senate. That's a complete, you know, made-up straw man. Yeah. Because Congress and the Senate didn't vote. They voted against going into Cambodia, and they went anyway, right? And they didn't vote to fake the moon landing. They faked it anyway. And they passed a law, I think in 1998, that said by the year 2000, it's law, federal law. The Pentagon has to do an audit. They didn't do it. They didn't do it a year later. They didn't do it five years later. They didn't do it 10 years later. They didn't do it 15 years later. It was a (laughs) law passed by Congress that they had to do it. And they said, we're not going to do it. Yep. You know, how do they get away with that? Because I guess the bribery, blackmail, and the fear of death, if you cross them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just they'll, or they'll just kick you out of Congress like they did Cynthia McKinney. Now, what do you think uh, NASA does with all that, like, dark budget, like, back then and now? Because I think, like, looking at the space station and stuff, that looks fake. There's green screen, fakery, hair gel to make people's hair stand up, like, gravity messes, like... Gravity will suddenly be enacted in the in the space station that's supposedly out in orbit. The, the, even like the current day space station stuff looks fake. And like you said with the moon, why not just film the entire thing from Earth to the moon and back with no no cuts? There's no footage of anybody going from Earth up to the space station with no edits. Well, yeah, I I don't know about that. I assume that about half the missions are real, um, and the other half are fake. That's what the word wicked means—a candle wick truth roving with lies otherwise right. we would know that everything they say is a lie and everything is fake so they they make it more difficult by doing half real half fake nasa's not the one spending the money they're the front i used to go to this fried chicken place at like three o'clock in the morning when the bars closed i was the only customer in there and there was a lady sitting at the desk uh with like a 20 line telephone taking all these you know phone calls and writing things down you know it was a gambling front uh, what all that money coming in was the fried chicken place spending it on stoves, you know, <laughs> and forks and plates. No, it will no. So NASA is just a front. They're they're not getting the money that they're you know claimed to have be getting. It's it's going somewhere else. Well, I love the. I-, I was gonna say I love the idea of where the money goes. Is like NASA that old story like NASA when the Nazis kind of came in. The Nazis had already made first contact with quote unquote aliens in the modern age interdimensional aliens where you would take a bunch of hallucinogens and sacrifice kids and you'd you know uh 
DMT and all that stuff. And so NASA gave up on space travel because they realized it was an empty wasteland and the Nazis helped NASA discover interdimensional travel through like mushrooms and DMT and stopping people's heart and running oxygen through their blood. So they'll go into the afterlife and talk to demons or aliens or whatever they are, the clockwork elves and all that. And it sounds like fantastical, but I could totally see that being what mainly what NASA does. And that's where, you know, they sacrifice kids, get the blueprints uh, for the next uh, big technological breakthrough. That's um, that's way out there, but that's that's my that's my one crackpot theory I've been hanging on to for a while. Well, somebody decided that it was okay to kill 3,000 people on 9-11 to advance their agenda. might have been the Patriot Act, whatever, you know, that multi-thousand page item that was ready, you know, so quickly. And it's so juvenile. That it's actually the Un-Patriot Act. And so if there's a Child Safety Act, be sure it's going to hurt children, you know. That's, <laughs> right. that's, that's literally not exaggerating. That's exactly how they do it. It's the Un-Patriot Act. And so somebody, you know, decided for their agenda it was worth killing 3,000 people. Now, the former VP of Pfizer, uh, he said, once someone becomes a mass murderer in their mind like that, they're willing to do that. Let's say kill 3,000 people, which someone obviously was willing to do. Pfizer's killed a lot more than 3,000. Well, I don't know what we can say on what venue you're on, but the point oh, is... Oh, no, we, you're, we can say anything. I'm not on YouTube okay. or anything. Okay, so he, he said, what is it to add another zero or another zero or another zero or another zero? And it's it's interesting to, to watch the guy as he says it, because you you can tell, uh, to me, the thing that convinced me that the moon missions were fake was the evidence of them faking being halfway to the moon. That was the aha moment. One fifth of the people who watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon say it's their expressions at the press conference. And rather than being like victors in the Super Bowl locker room, they're like they're at the funeral of their mother because they're lying through their teeth about the world's greatest accomplishment that obviously didn't happen. That's why they're depressed at the press conference. So when I watched the interview of the Pfizer talk about these things, he's like, first, I believed the media. I believed everything they said, just like I did. I thought the moon landings were real and, and everything else. And he thought the pandemic was real. Then he realizes, you know, it's, it's just biologically, scientifically impossible for a pandemic to last more than three months. There's just that, it doesn't work that way. So how can it go on six months, a year, two years? It's just, and then he's like, okay, so why are they doing it? Which is a question I asked. And I came to the same conclusion he did to coerce people into getting these injections. Okay. Well, then why do they want the people to get the injections? And he says, look, and even the, the inventor, of the mRNA gene therapy injection says they're deadly. They're only reserved for people who are dying anyway, because mm -hmm. what have you got to lose? They're experimental. And he says the only thing that he can figure is they're intentionally trying to kill millions of people. And he said that there are psychopaths in the world. People know Hitler was less than a hundred years ago, people. And he, he would, you know, gas you for your beliefs, your religious beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Or for being gay or for being elderly, or for being mentally retarded. He wanted to, you know, get rid of the useless eaters. So what a coincidence, phase one of these injections are Hitler's useless eaters, the elderly, the obese, the heart and, condition, the diabetic, high blood pressure, right? And Bayer and all those IBM, like the, the corporations that helped Hitler's rise and helped track the Jews and gas them, Bayer and IBM, they're still big top players right now. Hitler drafted the EU, that came to fruition. But, um... I know we're get, we're running out of time here, so I have two two more questions real quick. First, uh, before I ask you about Book of Revelations, 
I'm I it's come it's been brought to my attention by a couple people that you hate flat earth. Uh, I have friend. I'm, I have friends that are huge flat earthers, and I have friends that hate flat earth. So I'm kind of always in the middle of it, where I'm like, man, I think the Earth's round, but you know, what what are you gonna do? It's done. It's kind of hard to prove one way or the other, especially uh, you know, like people in flat earth say that the Bible is a flat earth book, and it talks about flat earth 300 times. I was wondering if you had just well, a general take on flat earth. Well, for, first of all, I don't hate people because of their belief. Or, or their belief in no, it's wrong. No, yeah, I, I just heard you hated yeah. the concept of flat Earth. I think is well, what I no, I, I, I don't hate it. What I okay. do know is, is that when Bill Casing first hit the scene, and he was my source who was there at NASA who said it was fake, he said immediately when he published his book about the moon landings being fake, they said, "Oh, and you believe the Earth is flat." As soon as my film comes out, they say, "Oh, you believe the Earth is flat." It's a psyop. The problem is the government is so corrupt; they lie so much that if they say the sky is blue, people are going to think it's green. And right. Just because just yeah. because the government <laughs> says it's round, it must not be round. The, I've read the Bible ten times from cover to cover. It does not talk about geography at all. It does not mention that understanding or being right about geography is essential for salvation. The the Earth could be a triangle. And the issue is the corruption of the government and the leaders of the government. Right. And and so it doesn't matter. Solomon said that his wife's eyes were made of diamonds and her lips were rubies. That's pretty weird. She must be a robot. Okay. <laughs> no. No. I think when you know yeah. they're describing things poetically from their point right. of view. That the, that the so like in the moved. Bible when it says the four corners of the earth, that's a metaphor more than it is of, literal. Of, of course. Right. Of course. That's and, kind and of what it I, doesn't that's matter. It, it doesn't matter. Geography is not a, a condition for salvation, and and this is a, this is an intentional distraction by the CIA. They brought this out twice before when Bill Casing hit the scene, when I hit the scene, and now when the book's coming out, they're doing it again. And it's just to make people look crazy. It's like going to a party and saying, "Hey, you know, the moon landings are fake," and you finally convince them, "Yeah, they really <laughs> are fake. I can see." And then you say, "Oh, and by the way, the Earth is flat." Now yeah. they think they're now they think the moon landings are real again. Right? You see? Yeah. And, and I, I don't have, know any. I have friends I don't know, who are all well, fr in, close fr friends. Fr Friends in person or friends on the internet? No, friends, friends in real life that I've uh, known for, you know, since high school that are two or three of them, two of them specifically come to mind that are very much believe the earth is flat and they're super okay. Christian too. Well, here, here, the, they should think about this, okay? The, the deep state, the Illuminati, the evil people who run the world, they persecute you for believing the truth, right? That's why there's censorship. So... Back in the day when it was a crime to own the Bible and you would be persecuted for owning the Bible, which proved that the Church of Rome was corrupt, and it was a crime if you kept the original Sabbath because the Catholic Church is the one who changed it, and it's prophesied in Daniel 7.25 that the Antichrist will change times and laws. If you said the earth was round, they would persecute you because it's the truth. If you, if you said the lie, which is the earth is flat, they were perfectly happy with that. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a, a clue in there. Yeah. Now, um, it, it what I don't, I know. Uh, I think I watched is your latest or second latest video about uh, like a dream you had and the the end times and stuff. And I remember I don't know if you remember we met in Nashville, twenty fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, you were wearing blue socks. I remember. <laughs> I brought you uh, like the boxes of DVDs <laughs> I had. 
Uh, yes, I do. I do remember. And you and... were talking about like Planet X or something. I was really fascinated, so I started looking into stuff like that. But I was wondering if you have any. They can be broad. They don't have to be very specific predictions for what we're looking at uh, spiritually and and geopolitically in the next uh, in the next couple years here. Yeah, I've I've been studying the pandemic for you know hundreds and hundreds of hours, and a couple of months ago I came to the conclusion that it's it's a drill. Uh, it's a little bit of a drill for FEMA, you know, and Homeland Security, but it's mainly a drill. For the public it's a psychological conditioning drill and it's also another reason okay now you probably know uh eisenhower's last day of eight years in office which was january 19th 1961 he was afraid to say it while in office but his last day he warned the country it was about to be taken over by american terrorists traitors the country was about to be taken over by traitors. He was afraid to be killed by them, so he said it his last day in office. Kennedy said it while he was in office, and look what happened to him. So Janet Napolitano, Homeland Security Director, had her little confession to say the day she resigned. She said, a natural disaster is on its way, the likes of which the United States has never before seen. There's three clues there, Chris. Number one, what is coming is a natural disaster. Number two, it's a natural disaster that has never happened in the 245-year history of America. And it's a natural disaster that you could predict years in advance. Now, we've had volcanoes, earthquakes, tornadoes, and you cannot predict those in, in advance. The only natural disaster that you could calculate in advance has to be Something coming from outer space. Asteroid? Asteroid, comet, rogue planet. Potentially a magnetic shift, but more than likely something much more calculable than that. Which means, here, here's what I think they're doing. The, the fake pandemic is to co just like the guy from Pfizer. He's the expert, not me. I'm sharing his opinion. He says everything they're telling you about the pandemic is a lie, meaning it's a lie. He says it's only slightly worse than the seasonal flu. His words, not mine. He said the whole point of it is to coerce you into getting the shots. His opinion, not mine. He said these shots are designed to kill hundreds of millions of people. His opinion, not mine. He's the professional at Pfizer, not mine. And why are they doing that? I believe because they know a common asteroid rogue planet is heading toward Earth. It's going to wipe off half, let's say, of the population in three to six months and rather than have that shock to society because they like to travel they like to go to hotels they want to eat out in fancy restaurants they are going to slow burn control the depopulation leading up to it now mike adams from natural news says these things these shots are like little fuses and people will start dying within a 10-year period and, and as much as 10 years from now so that they can't be traced back to it so yeah. it's my opinion, and, and the Illuminati world leaders' minds who are evil, they always say they want to depopulate the world by 93%. They said that on the record. So why in the world would they create a vaccine that's going to save the lives of hundreds of millions of people, <laughs> right? Bingo. So so it's my opinion, these injections, the pandemic is fake to, to get the injections to depopulate the world 
and really big steps, but gradual compared to a comet or asteroid. So that by the time the comet or asteroid comes, you know, they'll have whittled it down. That's why they're getting rid of the people who are weak first. Phase one, congratulations, elderly, diabetic, heart condition, overweight. Con yeah. And then what was what was the next? Pregnant women. I can't believe this. I'm watching CBS Illuminati Eye News. I cannot believe. Am I dreaming? They're saying before it's FDA approved, before it's FDA approved, pregnant women need to get it. And you know, if you they may tried know, to get my wife to take the shot when she was pregnant with our kid. I was like, hell no. And get this, when when Dan Rather was on national TV, and they never showed the Zabruder film, he said, "Let me." He said, "The third and final shot." Kennedy said, "Goes violently forward," which is the exact opposite <laughs> of the truth. Yeah. He was so ashamed, he looked down, he wouldn't look at the camera. And when their lead story was, "Pregnant women need to get the shot," the female anchor refused to say it. She took the day off. Yep, she refused to say that. Well, good and, for her in some in, in some sense, I guess. Better than at least she has somewhat of a conscience. Some of those news people do. Yeah, and they're just they're just reading a script that's controlled from above. And yeah. I called NBC News. I said, "You got any proof of these deaths? Proof of these infections?" They said, "No. We just repeat the numbers the government tells us." Yeah. Same thing with the moon landing. All that was was numbers. Numbers. They're a thousand, uh, you know, miles from the surface. 100 miles from the surface, 50 gallons of fuel left, 20. They're just numbers on a screen, and so are the COVID numbers. The infection rates, the deaths are just numbers. I called them. I called NBC. They say they verify none of it. They repeat the numbers the government yeah. gives them, the government that killed their own president, the government that did 9-11, the government that faked the moon landing with numbers. They're doing it again. Oh. And they're better now than they were back then. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's still sloppy now. Like the the amount of holes you can poke in the COVID narrative is almost the extent of the moon landing. Uh, the, it, when I had uh, David Icon a while back, he made a really compelling case that yeah, the COVID virus itself—it's not that it came out of a lab or that it came from a bat. It just doesn't flat out COVID nineteen just doesn't exist because they they came to a consensus based on computer modeling of what the genome of the virus would look like or something. I can't remember exactly how he laid it out, but you I was know, like, it's, 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 it's interesting because I don't know a whole lot about him, but I'm one of the few people who agreed with him years ago because look about the uh, lizard people. Uh, no, no about, about it not being, not being out of a lab also. Oh yeah. I, I bought that for about a week or two or maybe a month. And then I realized early on, that's not true. And here's why. Okay. That's not true. Basically, they, they three quarters of the population says Oswald did not kill Kennedy. Half of the population says there's something squirrely about 9-11. And now 25% of the population believes the craziest of them all that they shot the moon landing in a TV studio, which they did. So <laughs> they have to have two lies, a lie for the general public, the 75%, which is it came from a bat. Yeah. And a lie for the alternative media, which is, okay, I'm going to let you know a little secret. And this is why Duterte, who's more Trump than Trump is, has masks on people on the front seat and back seat of a motorcycle. You know what I mean? And right. because because the, the, the CIA plants that he knows, who he allegedly trusts, which are infiltrated, corrupt CIA people, told him, okay, I'm going to let you know a little secret. It's from a lab very dangerous that's what they want him to believe merkel to believe and everybody else to believe and that's not true if if it was a real pandemic they wouldn't be faking the pcr tests which they are and they wouldn't be faking the deaths where they are 
You see what I'm saying? Yep. That means it's a fake pandemic. Mike Adams, I bless his beautiful heart, he recanted. He said it escaped from a lab for like the first year. Oh, he, he was pu- really he was really hyping up the fear porn for that first. I, I like Mike, but he well, was n- not he was really making but- it sound like yeah. Not, I know it was his sources. It wasn't like he was intentionally doing that. But he was make he was like this virus is going to kill a lot of people. It was like yeah, the first yeah. Couple- but but the, but the that's him being wrong. Like I was wrong. He was just wrong for slightly longer than I was. I believed the lie too. Yeah. The point about him is he admitted he was wrong, and there. How often does that happen? How often does anybody publicly admit that they're wrong? He said, I was wrong. I've come to the conclusion if they're faking the PCR test and faking the deaths, the, the escape from a lab, that's for the alternative media to give them a morsel to. They just want you to believe that it's real. So if you get yeah. the shot because it came from a bat or you get the shot because it's from a lab, right. they just want you to get the shot. They want to fool the alternative media because the alternative media are four times more vocal. We knew something so, was up when uh, Mike Pompeo and then later John Stewart was coming on Stephen Colbert saying it came from a lab. But then it's like, okay, the psyop is <laughs> yeah, of course, evident now. I mean, it's like the, they can leak out to the UFO community. Okay, you know, I, I had breakfast with an alien this morning. They're real, and then that goes off into the alternative media. They they can push our buttons just as easily as anybody else's buttons. They throw out a leak, classified document an alien hieroglyphic, and the whole thing is made up to deceive the alternative media people as well. Okay, last question, and since you brought up aliens, because I know we're out of time, real quick, will what are the chances that NASA or the government or whatever, but NASA, I guess, would be involved probably, what are the chances that we see a Project Blue Beam fake alien invasion where the UFOs are holograms and they make us believe alien, aliens invaded? Well, I, w- I would say we've got to be on the lookout for that. Last time I was in a hotel doing some TV interview about the moon landing in San Francisco or wherever, uh, I got three 10 movies to choose from on HBO. Get this. Three of the 10 were about aliens from outer space. Now, <laughs> if three of if three of the 10 movies were about how great the president is, or three of the 10 movies were about how terrible the president is, obviously it's propaganda. Why do they want us to believe in aliens so much? They, they really want us to believe in them. And the fact is, if you get a book called Privileged Planet, they mathematically prove that life should not even exist on Earth. It is not abundant. Go to go type in, maybe it'll come up, maybe not. Where are the aliens under, what is that called, TED Talk? Fermi, it's guy, like the Fermi's paradox, basically? Basically, the guy says mathematically, we're it. And that's the conclusion of um, Privileged Planet, and it's actually in the Bible, believe it or not. Revelation 21.3 says, when God makes the new heaven and the new earth, he will personally dwell with us. Now, the Bible says multiple times, God does not show partiality. So, if there are life on other worlds, intelligent life, and he's dwelling with us and not them, then he's a liar. He, he's showing partiality. The only way he can be with us and not show partiality, which is part of his character, is if we're it. And I believe that's the case. The top that, two that UFO still, re- that, that still allows for alternate dimensions, angels, demons, things on this of plane. Course, of course. Yeah. I, I wrote an article. If you go to sabrell.com, I think it's on there. I might have to repost it. In fact, let me make a note to myself to post an alien article on sabrell.com. Uh, basically, 
the top two researchers on Earth. One is a Frenchman by the name of Jaffe, and another is an American, Heine or something like that, Heinke. And anyway, they've been researching UFOs. They might not even be alive anymore, but for like decades. One in America, one in France. They're like the, used to be the top people in the UFO community. They did uh, like a three-hour interview uh, during the press club. You can find it on YouTube maybe 15, 20 years ago. And they both came to this exact same conclusion independent of one another. Number one, UFOs are real. Number two, they're not from outer space and from other planets. They are from Earth. And then both of them use the following word, even though they admit they don't believe in God, we think they're demonic. So when people are being abducted and they invoke the name of Jesus, the aliens run away. If they're aliens from outer space, then why would they care if I invoke the name of Bart, Chris, Jesus, Buddha, or whoever? Mm -hmm. You see, there's something going on there. And you know that they've proven through the EVE project by taking DNA blood samples from every nationality on Earth and tracing it backwards, that all humans came from one woman out of nowhere, genealogically DNA proven as a matter of fact, scientific fact. So to counter that, they created a program called Ancient Aliens. They admit, yes, <laughs> the science proves we were all made from one woman, just like the Bible says, but we're not made by God, we're made by aliens. And yet, in five year, by five years of being on the air, they never answered the simple question that a first grader would ask. If we're made by aliens, who made the aliens? You see, and the, re the <laughs> reason why, that. yeah, the reason why people don't believe in God is because they don't want to repent of their sin. Basically, that's what it that's what it boils down to. And here's the interesting thing. OK, so if the top two UFO researchers say that aliens don't exist on other planets, scientists are saying we're the only life in the universe. And this TV show is saying we're made by aliens. The Bible says the devil wants to ascend to the throne of God. I think it's Ezekiel 13. He wants to take the place of God. So what they're really saying, if in fact aliens are fallen angels, what he's really saying is that mankind was made by Lucifer instead of God. And the Bible tells us that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Alex. <laughs> you know, I like, I like Alex Jones a lot. Uh, I'm so impressed with how organized the guy is. The guy is organized. The guy is on top of it. More, pretty much him and Mike Adams are the top two people in my mind. So if you're hearing my voice out there, have me on your show. Be, just keep an open mind that you could be wrong about the moon landings. Because if the truth comes out that the moon landings are indeed fraudulent, then that will cause more reform. It may cause the stock market to crash, the dollar to crash temporarily. But we have to cut off a limb to save the body. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. I, I text back and forth, not often, but once in a while with the uh, InfoWars news directors. So I might run your name by them and see see what if, if uh, Alex still has has those feelings about the moon landing. Um, but well, he should, he sh yeah, he should at least demonstrate an open mind. When I've been on Coast to Coast three times and not on a show after dozens of people have asked me to be on there to talk about it, there's something you know, unusual about that. He should be willing to talk about it. He should keep an open mind about it. I, I, I'm very impressed with the work the guy has done, probably more so than anybody, and alternative media points of view. He's also just so, the greatest entertainer maybe to ever live. He's so funny. <laughs> well, and then I just am so impressed with how organized the guy. Him and Mike yeah. Adams are the most organized alternative media people I've ever seen. 
And, you know, so I think it'd be great because it's the finger out of the dike. The moon landing killed fewer people than 9-11. Even the Kennedy eyewitness list is greater than the people who died during the moon landing fraud. But it's the one thing that would bring down the government more than anybody else. And that's the very thing he needs to talk about, which he's not talking about. That will be the finger out of the dike. People go, aha. I, I cried for them. I prayed for them. I waved a flag. They gave them medals of honor and parades. And they were, they were traitors and liars. It'll be the aha moment that will cause the government to be reformed. So the one thing, the one fraud conspiracy that Alex Jones and Joe Rogan are not talking about is the very thing that they need to talk about the most. Rogan used to be all in on the moon landing being faked, and then he talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson one time and changed his mind. He was like, I don't know, maybe it was real. It's like, oh, come on. Well, you know, the, the thing is, he called me up uh, when, we were, when we were producing. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Called me up, said, where do you live? I said, uh, I'm in L.A. right now. He says, I'm in L.A. He takes me out to dinner. He says, I, oh, know yeah. the moon landings, I know the moon landings are fake. What can I do to help you? And now, for some reason, he, he doubts it. And I don't understand that. Yeah. You know, he, he thinks there's another reason why the images are fake. No, the images are fake because they couldn't go. He thinks there's another reason why they're acting like they're at the funeral of their mother during their press conference instead of like victors at the Super Bowl locker room. No, there's only one reason because they didn't go and they're lying to the world about the alleged greatest accomplishment. That's why they look guilty because they are guilty. Why are they, why are they faking pictures of the moon? missions because they didn't go otherwise we'd be seeing ruins it's very simple yeah i remember him saying semi-recently on on joe rogan's podcast i remember him saying that he had dinner with you i was like yeah that's cool um but yeah i know we're, I, we're uh we're going long but thank you so much bart for hanging out that's uh sabrell.com and i hope people pick up your new book you can get signed copies on there digital copies regular copies all that stuff and audiobook and the audio are you reading the you audiobook can... or did you get another guy to do it I did it myself. So nice. it's on Kindle. That's the only way it's to Kindle. do it. It's Kindle. It's print. It's audiobook. And if you've got a little extra money, you want to help me out, I can also mail autographed copies for a little extra. Nice. And then uh, the YouTube channel uh, is just Bart Sabrell, I believe. But, but by the yeah, way, you... I, uh, I, I thought I had hallucinated because every moon landing, we've done the two moon landing shows on here. And I keep both times in preparation, I was like, I know there's like a clip where Bart and is debating Neil, the guy, the science guy. And I eventually had just given up. I was just like, I guess I dreamed it. And then lo and behold, the other day, it's on your YouTube channel, the Geraldo. Yeah, we were on the Geraldo show. And uh, he's like, well, of course they went. Because, like, I assume they went. You know what I mean? Like, well, surely the government's not that corrupt. But, yeah, just go to Sabrell, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. Click on the YouTube link at the bottom. And if you want to know about you know, the pandemic, click on the Odyssey or Natural News Brighteon link. And you can see all the videos. You can see all the links in the book. You can get three different versions of the book, Kindle, audio, or print. And it's all at Sabrell, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. Beautiful. Yeah, and that'll be linked in the show notes for this episode, so people can just click that link. if they. I'm assuming people can spell Sabrell. It's pretty pretty easy. But if not, the link's there, so you can click that, anybody listening. But thanks again, Bart. I'll let you go. And... Uh, Keep up the good work. You're doing the Lord's work out there. Thank you, Chris. God bless you. Have a good one. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. 
one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. one of the world's most resilient conspiracy theories that the moon landing whose 40th anniversary we are all celebrating this weekend was actually fake the theory has gained momentum when nasa admitted that it had lost lost the original footage of man's first steps on the moon youtube and watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon it contains newly discovered evidence which is part of the missing tapes of outtakes from the first mission to the moon of them falsifying a shot of being halfway to the moon you have to ask yourself if Lindbergh flew across the atlantic in 1927 would it be 50 years before anyone of any nation on earth flew across the Atlantic in an airplane and that's what we're to believe if it were so easy to go to the moon 40 years ago there would be bases there by now by the United States Germany well, China. Hold, hold on Bart so you're you're saying and uh, you know the, uh, it has an uh, it's an argument that has some resonance that if the moon landing was possible 40 years ago why haven't we replicated it very often since the the initial landings between 1969 and 1972 is that your basic point well, that's one of the points. First of all, we found never-before-seen footage of them faking part of the photography, which is in a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which has been licensed five times and can only now be viewed on YouTube. Like what? You're the saying that, for instance, there's no stars in the uh, original uh, video. Couldn't that be a function of the fact that the video was not enhanced and not digitally remastered, that it, the quality, you know, even now we see loss of quality uh, sometimes with satellite transmissions, etc. Well, their excuse that there are no pictures of the stars because the iris was closed is, is true. The fact is they took no pictures of the stars by themselves with an exposure setting perfect for them. They took a jeep to the moon, but they never took a telescope because they weren't there and they had no way of accurately faking the constellations, and where which were, where may were someday they? prove where, to be non-existent. Were they in Hollywood? Where were they? 
Well, they were probably at a military base, one secure that makes secret aircraft. In Roswell, and these guys New Mexico, maybe? <laughs> it could be. Well, you, you know, you say you're open-minded. I hope you got I a chance no, to watch no, the dude, film listen, and I'm the listening. Footage. I am absolutely listening. Uh, but let me bring in have someone you, to help you. Have you seen you. the movie? I, I, I uh, haven't. Uh, I don't go to the movies very often, and that's not the top no, the of my DVD list. No, the DVD of the fake photography. Oh, I, I, I haven't. But we'll show everybody whatever we have. Let me bring on someone to assist you. Uh, my next guest, Aaron Rainin, started out believing in the official version of history, which is what I and most people believe. Uh, but interestingly enough, but let me interrupt myself. In 1999, when they took a, uh, a Gallup poll of whether or not Americans felt the moon landing was fake, 6%, only 6% said they thought it was fake. But in 2005-2006, uh, another survey done just of young people, too young to have witnessed the 1969 landing, found that almost 25% of young people, 18 to 35, believed, uh, you know, that 25% believed that the moon landing was fake So of the youngsters. So that is quite a substantial uh, number. And one of those uh, converts to believing, disbelieving the moon landing uh, is my next guest. When he heard about the erased NASA tapes five years ago, he also became suspicious that the United States had engineered what essentially was a gigantic hoax as Cold War propaganda to uh, scare off the Soviets. Here is his confrontation, our poor old pal Buzz, and uh, also more from Bart. Watch. Buzz Aldrin is the second human being to allegedly walk on the moon's surface. Where were you on July 20th, 1969? Uh, I was on the surface of the moon. I want you to swear get to God on the Bible that you walked on the moon. Okay. If you walked on the moon, we're given the opportunity to swear to God that you walked on the moon. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get the hell knocked out of you if you don't leave me alone. You're talking to the wrong guy. Why don't we talk to the administrator in NASA? We're passengers. We're, we're guys going on a flight. I don't hit people, but you're going to be on the deck unless you get I'm heading out. I appreciate it. Get the hell out of the <laughs> Those astronauts are uh, uh, punching dudes. I like that. But anyway, uh, Aaron, uh, you know, tell us uh, why you have changed your mind and now become a skeptic. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Harold. I really appreciate it. Um, well, let me first uh, clarify. I was paid by the state of Ohio in 1999 to spend a year trying to prove we actually landed on the moon. And I was a total believer. Wait, Harald, wait, wait. You were paid with taxpayer money from the state of Ohio? The state of Ohio. Yeah, the state uh, who's of the Ohio governor? Said, Another issue. But uh, go ahead, tell us more. <laughs> anyway, so I took a year and I traveled across the country. And folks, I've actually posted it on YouTube. It's called Did We Go? And the challenges, Geraldo, everywhere I went, it was just amazing. Moon rocks falling in Antarctica, Neil Armstrong's silence. But I was the first to report, and you played the clip earlier tonight, that all the science data, the telemetry data, was missing. Now, Geraldo, for NASA to come out and say that all the tapes were erased, I mean, you must, it's incredible. Geraldo, this isn't just one tape. This is rooms of tape labeled Apollo 11 moon landing. Someone had to physically go and erase it. And it just, you know, I really, in my heart, Geraldo, I want us to go. And I know all your viewers want us to go. But if you watch my film over and over again, and I don't know if you have the clip of me trying to laser range off the moon, but even after I successfully laser ranged off the moon, 
It turns out the Russians had landed all these unmanned probes on the moon with laser reflectors. The challenges in trying to prove we land the moon are great, and uh, I hope we landed on the moon, but come on, Geraldo. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me bring us back first. down to Earth, folks. We're also joined in L.A. by Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill's an educator, engineer. We trust him. He contributes to the Skeptic magazine, which might be appropriate for this topic. Uh, but, Bill... Aaron's right about erasing these tapes. I mean, I don't believe for a second that we faked this thing, but how in the world do you erase the tapes of the most historic event in 2,000 years? I mean, it's not like it was a bar mitzvah, you know what I mean? So let me start with this. What tape are you showing if all of the tapes were erased? Well, they lost them for five years. No, they found them they in the files, they said, in Australia, and they're enhancing those. I mean, it seems, you know, it gives them hope to that the skeptics. Want. No, okay, it's my turn, kids. Okay. So uh, uh, what happened apparently is they lost one tape, and it was in Australia, which is part of the Deep Space Network, the DSN. And this is, uh, these are NASA tapes literally on the other side of the world from headquarters. One of them got misplaced. People believe quite reasonably that this tape was especially high quality, and it got lost. Stuff happens. It's 40 years ago. It does not in any way... Uh, qualify as evidence that NASA faked it. By the way, I watched both of your YouTube videos. I must say, remarkably uncompelling. I gotta tell you, hardly any evidence at all there for me that the stuff was faked. Okay, quick rebuttal from Why would you Sabrell, fake it Bart six Sabrell. more times? B Bart Sabrell, you well, want to quickly of rebut? All, yeah, well, basically, Final according to NASA, do. every single yeah. TV tape from every single moon mission is lost. Ask Ron Howard. He's the one that's who asked for them to be transferred for 70-millimeter projections. Okay, that's and Aaron, if you watch Aaron, his movie about statement. the moon landings, 95% of it is reenactments. Aaron. Yes. Final statement. Well, first, let me, sit, let me build the big picture for Don't everybody. Don't build the big picture now. Back Make your final statement. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, it's very challenging to try to prove we landed on the moon, and it shouldn't be challenging. The tape should be there. There should be plenty of evidence. And uh, Bill, the one, you're the one guy on the panel who hasn't swung it uh, or been punched by uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, you say Buzz and his buddies really went. Absolutely. I and the evidence Buzz overwhelming, Aldrin, by the way. Evidence overwhelming. Absolutely. And the so growing you skepticism among young sailors people. sailors on those... All the sailors on the aircraft carriers who watched the thing come back, the thousands well, they, of people who they were actually in a, Canaveral. Their story is that they were in a transport airplane. They threw the, the thing out of the transport airplane. At land. Anyway, I want to thank uh, Bart Sabrell. Habitation on the moon. We can visit other people with their habitation. We can keep track. If there's something very important to be developed from the moon, I'm not sure what it is right now. And I sure think we should identify what it is for America to make such gross expenditures again for human habitation on the moon. We can help. We can join with. Together we can explore the moon and develop the moon. We should go boldly where man has not gone before. Fly by to comets, visit asteroids, visit the moon of Mars. There's a monolith they're a very unusual structure on this little potato-shaped object that, that goes around Mars once in seven hours. When people find out about that, they're going to say, who put that there? Who put that there? Well, uh, the universe put it there. If you choose, God put it there.
six pack! Push me up! Give me more twisting! Push me up! Give me more twisting! Push me up! Danger! Danger! Alert! Alert! I am a scumbag! I am filth! If somebody walked over and talked to me that looked like these two guys. Let me just show you some fun stuff I found on Twitter.